All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Well, gentlemen, I'm just going to set the stage right now. We are recording this, uh, what is it, roughly 11 matches into game week 35. 11 out of like 18, sure. Out out of 14. Another one of those seven-day nonstop game weeks. It'll lead straight into game week 36, which will start on Friday. So this is going to be one of those episodes that isn't recapping a game week and previewing a new game week because we're still in the midst of 35 a little bit. We can still preview. We will still Might preview. Not be a full review. Correct. That's exactly right. In fact, what we're going to do today is uh, is use a top ten list of things that I enjoyed about game week thirty five so far as we're recording this on Tuesday night to discuss the things we want to discuss about what's happened so far in game week thirty five and give you a preview of game week thirty six, which again will begin this coming Friday. In fact, the right re- the the end of the rest of the season. Is it's on the horizon, gentlemen. We're going to preview game week 36, which will happen this weekend. 37 midweek, 38 the following Sunday, yeah. and that is it. Yeah. And with mm. Manchester United and Liverpool rescheduled into game week 35, one of those matches still to come as we are recording this, that means that the final day of the season will actually be the final day of the season, which means that when we are at the Academy Center of the Arts, downtown Lynchburg, That's Virginia, right. watching... Game Week 38, whatever matches we want to put on, on the biggest screen uh, that I've ever seen soccer on, it will actually be the last day of the season. We want you, listener, to join us. Reach out to us on social media, however you follow us on social media. We know you're out there. We know that you, you, you pay attention to us and you reach out to us. I've communicated with you throughout this season. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also email us through our Patreon site, patreon.com slash fplamerica. Reach out to us. Let us know you're interested in coming, and we will give you the details. May 23rd, the bar opens at 10, which means that's when you want to show up. That's 10 a.m. Eastern time, by the way. 10 a.m. Speaking of the bar, Brian opening up his Modelo for the night. Hello. First Modelo, anyway. And uh, anyway, reach out to us on social media. We'll give you the details beyond what we've just covered here so that you know how to join us. We will be doing some recording on that day. Looking forward to it. It's coming quick. We're recording on Tuesday night, May 11th. So 12 days from now. Wow. We will be watching. That's the end of the season. The end of the se- I'm telling you, the end of the season is upon us, 12 guys. 12 days from now. We have one more episode following tonight that is will that preview right? yeah, Premier League matches. I guess so. Wow. And then it'll be summertime. That's so bananas. Season in review. A normal, amount, a normal amount of time until the next season. Normal starts. summer. Yeah, we need yeah. it all. 
We need it all. Trust me. I feel like this season is, it's just, it needs to be done now. This has been such a slog of a season. It started. Just because Liverpool's not winning titles. It started, <laughs> but no, think about this. I actually realized this earlier today. In all seriousness, the season started with blank game weeks. Remember that? The Manchester's blank yeah. game week? Yeah. yeah. Because it was so condensed. The, the whole it thing. should have been a preview. We should have known this is what was going to happen. We kind of did. But we had COVID throughout, especially in the first part of the season. Now we've got double game weeks. And for the first time ever, to me at least, a triple game week, which we'll talk about here shortly. It's just it's just bizarre. But I'm ready for it to be done. I'm ready to talk about what we're going to do here today, Brian. I'm yeah. ready to get into my top ten list. Let's talk kind of about game week 35. All right, number 10. Hold on, Scott. Let's just say, let's start right here. Congratulations, Manchester City Football Club, league champs. I think we're silly. We're a silly podcast, which we are anyways. But if we don't recognize that to start off with. Yeah. On our Slack workspace today, Brother Matt was making comments about how it's not so hard to do what City did when your net spend is like 983 million pounds or something like that. He... He's not wrong in a sense, right? I mean, City have the deepest pocketbooks probably of any club in the world right now. So they buy him a title last year. They should be good. However, with that said, you still have to win on the pitch. And there's no doubting that Pep Guardiola is – he's a football genius. He really is. He's a football genius. He knows how to get the best out of whatever 11 he's playing on any given day. I don't uh, always love the guy. I think you could argue he's had way better teams than his team this year. Like nothing really stands out, like, and that's probably why it doesn't feel like a true like. What about that team right now terrifies you? I think it's the 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 length of the roster. I, City have shown that in today's football, if you're going to do what a a big club is going to be asked to do. Which is, you know, for this year especially, Play a bunch of matches. In you need condensed a bunch of matches and a bunch of competition in a condensed format. Which, by the way, is not really going away. Champions League is only expanding now, right? So it's not like this problem is going away. What we saw this year is only going to become the norm moving forward. And with that being the case, you basically have to have two squads. Yeah, I thought about this. City have two legit squads. That's yeah. what makes them no, scary. They do. No, for sure. But it's not like. You know, it's not like your typical Sergio Aguero, 20, 20 goal Sergio Aguero is coming at you. No, the wealth is spread or, out among 22 legit players playing. Or all you're over looking the pitch. at David Silva, Yaya Torre, and Vincent Company on the pitch, right? You, you see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like those teams, you're like, holy crap. That's a squad. Usually, yeah, but and, but you're looking, but but you're talking about a team that has like a starting eleven plus three or something, right? For a little bit of depth. I don't care. It doesn't this matter. Is, this season has been quantity over quality. It doesn't matter how many guys Pep has. I'm take his best whatever. I'm just telling you, his best whatever. He's had better whatevers. He said he's had better elevens. You're. Yeah. No, I'm not denying anything you're saying. Yeah. I'm what I I think maybe I'm arguing a different point is. The best starting eleven he could throw out right now, I feel like, is not as good as his other starting 11s that he's won titles with. Totally agree. And what, they've won five in ten years. I totally I agree with has. you. Yeah. Pep's been there for three of them, right? Sounds about right. I totally agree with your point. My point is, Pep has never had a better second eleven than he has this season. 
I don't and know that's if any. They, I don't know if any Premier League team oh, then that's has true. ever had a but better second. That's 11. why they've won the title this season. That reason right there is number Fair one enough. for and, me why they've won the title. He, look, they've they've done a good job, and and people can knock them from for buying players, but you know it's not like people were competing for Ruben Diaz when they signed him. He's arguably been the cog that has made them click. Because let's not forget, City struggled in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Until Ruben Diaz got health and was then in there every week, John Stones turned things around personally. Gundogan all of a sudden started finding form that he's never had before in his career. He's been a good player. He's never been that good. Riyad Mahrez is probably, some people would argue, this is the best Riyad Mahrez that showed up. And it's taken two years since yeah. he's left Leicester to kind of find the Leicester form that Mahrez had this year. And somehow he found it without playing consistently. I, I just think that... Yes, Pep did a great job of of adding pieces, but it's like start going down the list of some of his pieces. These aren't players that they might have obviously they bought. You buy all the players, but they, it wasn't like he's buying the biggest names in football and bringing them in. I guess that's that's my point. Did they spend money? Yes, but it's not like they're going out this next year and buying Vinicius Jr., Tony Cruz, Modric. It's not like they're going out and taking all the top guys off the top teams and putting them on. on I mean, they're the still pitch. paying premium price, though. I mean, I, I you know, I think Ruben Diaz was over sixty million. But were they competing against themselves? Yeah. Okay. So I, I, that's my point. And so, sure, you're paying the money, but if no one else is competing for it, then then I, I don't know. Could they have paid less? Who knows? Maybe. My point is, is it's kind of like when uh, Virgil Van Dyke went to Liverpool. It wasn't like every single club around. He was at Southampton. Like, Madrid wasn't banging his door down. Should have been. Barcelona wasn't banging his door down. They should have been. Right? That's my point. Klopp's yeah. like, holy crap, this dude's over here. Come play with me, please. Yeah. And that sounded weird, man to man. But come over here and play for my team. And so, and he said, yeah, he signed up. And he's one of the best center backs in the world, if not the best. Same thing kind of happened with Ruben Diaz. And and, and honestly, if this goes to show anything, teams need to stop focusing so much on the guys putting the balls in the net and finding the guys to stop the guys putting the balls in the net. Look at Liverpool last year. They brought in Virgil van Dijk. City this year with Diaz. Finding proper center backs. Yeah, United, Harry Maguire. Oh, wait. Never well, the, at least they tried. Yeah. No, I'm surprised no, you no didn't doubt. open the show with his name. Uh, well, that's true, and obviously, you know, England, Gareth Southgate's hoping that he gets healthy very quickly, Harry Maguire, but let's not talk about him. Focusing on City, you are correct, they won the title. They won it today because Manchester United lost. We'll talk about the their loss today against Leicester within my top ten list. Before I get to my top ten list, let's go to the other end of the table. The relegation battle, as we always say. Can I say one thing about City? Uh, yes, Brian. Sorry about that. No, just that in game week, in, in week 13... Manchester City was in ninth. Yeah. They were a game in hand of a lot of other teams, like you said. Start, we started the show with that, or started the pre-show talk with that. Yeah. Then they did not, you know, they would blank game weeks to start the season. But they were in ninth. They were eight points behind Liverpool, who was top of the table. And whatever happened from game week 13 on, whenever they turned that corner, they didn't start by scoring a ton of goals, but they eventually did. But whatever happened, whenever the retrospective gets written about this season, uh, I, I think it was referenced last week that uh, 
I think Arlo White was talking about it. The, you know, just the team meeting, Fernandinho calling it, kind of having everybody an airing of grievances and everybody getting together and kind of recommitting. And from that week on, they just locked down. They did. So, yeah, maybe there was a camera in the room whenever they had they, that They grounded out this year. They really did. Yeah. It wasn't flashy, to Dave's point. It wasn't the prettiest title they've ever won. But honestly, it's probably what a COVID year deserved as yeah. far as the titles. Just sort of way to flip, I mean, just to flip the table, to be that far behind and yeah. then to finish now what would be kind of this far A third ahead. of the way through the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. At the other end of the table, there is no relegation battle. The bottom three is locked in. Not sure uh, when we watch the matches at the Academy in Game Week 38 what we're going to be watching with the title decided. The second, third, and fourth place is pretty pretty secure now, too. We'll get into that here a little bit. Uh, but it's definitely guaranteed, Dave, Fulham and West Brom are joining Sheffield in the championship next season. They've cut down a little bit of drama. Yeah, didn't a it? lot. We were kind of hoping for relegation drama last day. Yeah. Blame Newcastle for that. I know. I know. They started... Winning games, and I that mean, was a and kind of blame Brighton for making good on a lot of their, their I don't know their yeah. their formations. Let's let's blame the Trashbirds. Yeah, I'd well, like to blame both of them. Brighton is seventeenth. I'm going to make a prediction right now though about Brighton for next season. They're you ready? Down. No, I think they're going to go in one of. I, I don't think they'll finish seventeenth next season. Obviously, I don't know if they'll finish there this season. Bold move there, bud. No, listen to me. I think they're going to end up either. <laughs> like any place but 17th. They're going to not finish in 17th. That's right. I got a 19 out of 20 chance of getting that. <laughs> no, I think they'll either be flirting with top 10 or relegated. It's going to be one of the two. I don't think they'll hover above like they did this season. I actually think Grand Potter, everything he's done this year is laying the groundwork for something that's going to be a spark forward for them. I actually think they'll be closer to 11th than they will be to 17th next year. I can see that. They're Brighton. What are they going to do? Be in the top 10? I think no. they'll pull a leads. I really do. No. They're not. Grand leads. Potter's done some things. He's laid the foundation, and I think next year it's going to it's gonna pay off. At the end of the day, they're trash birds. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, are we ready for my top ten list right, of things uh, I enjoyed? Oh, those, from that was yeah, that Game was the, that was the precursor to the top. Yeah, 10. the tables decided is, at the top and the yeah, bottom. Okay, these are okay. just some fun things that I enjoyed in the matches so far. Mm -hmm. Number ten, I thought about the words plantar fascia mm -hmm. when I saw Johnny Evans hobbling off the pitch pre-match before yep. Lester oh, Lester's man. first match of the game week began. Obviously, he didn't even make the squad for the second a one. A strong consideration, I'm sure, for many people's uh, FPL teams going into this week, given that they had two matches and that he was the man in form. But I was listening to our podcast today that we recorded last week, and we ended our Johnny Evans conversation by saying, I'd stay away because he's got that triangle next to his name. Hopefully you listen to us. Uh, that was one that we definitely as a podcast got right. I almost didn't listen to us. Did you? Really? I all I was <laughs> I was very close to saying like, hey, you know what? He's gonna play twice. <laughs> I mean, defenders have the best chance in a double game yeah, week for sure. And he absolutely did not. Yeah, so two that... ma two matches, zero minutes for Johnny yeah. Evans. Number nine. I love a good post match red card, don't you? Mm. And of course, Mister Emotional Neil Mope was the one to get it in the Wolves-Brighton match. He's the guy that likes to put his hands on people's throats and face, doesn't he? 
Yeah, I thought about his tears at the end of uh, of a match. Was it this season or late last season? And then here he argues with, uh, was it Lee Mason? I think it was. And gets a red card after the final whistle had blown. Mopay. You, I'm surprised you haven't said something about, like, Mopey. Like that I'm, kind of being a pawn on Mopey. I'm, I'm just, whatever, I'm over Neil Mopey and anyone else in the trash. This is way more Brighton to, to, at the top of a show than you have no, ever I, really I, wanted to have. It's completely just not necessary. Okay. But this is, no, but this is fair because this is what Scott enjoyed in, in the yeah, this post-match Scott's, red card. Scott's top Those are 10. fun. Those are fun. Yeah. All right, number eight. Ollie Watkins, also with a late red. Negative one. Brutal. Brutal. With Thanks, Villa, a second match for Villa upcoming, but as of now, it probably won't include Ollie Watkins. You, you know what I was thinking when I saw that? I was like, yeah, okay, perfect. This is watch Chris Wood score. <laughs> and he did. He sure did. That's like, not in my top ten list, right, so we can talk about like, it. How Chris does, Wood scores again. Like Chris Wood scores again. Like, how does the second yellow suspension work? I feel like we should know this. It's one this game. Far. And that's what I was yeah. going to say. It's He's not, not a three, it's not it's say, not a three well, no, gamer. It's not saying anything. I feel like the, the FPL would have it on him if he was going to be suspended for the next match. What I'm saying is, it's is not. his sending off, does that count as like, that's your match. You just this is this is no. your punishment. No, it's I'm just the, saying it's he's not, that match and the next one. I'm just saying he's not. They're not saying it as of this moment that mm. he's. You know that it's not. Well, but, you're you're assuming that the website and app that's controlled by one computer yes, is actually yes. able to make a change. We yes. joked about this Very in our Slack true. workspace. By the way, we haven't talked about this in a while, but you can join our Slack workspace by uh, contributing to our podcast on a very tiny monthly basis, patreon.com slash America. But on our Slack workspace, we made the comment that that one computer finally broke because of the triple game week, which we'll get to here a little bit later. It did not know what to do for a triple game week, Dave. The triple mm-hmm. game week was the yes. thing that finally broke the FPL supercomputer. Still to this moment, if I go to it in my phone, it says my Manchester United guys, it doesn't give them any type of point totals. It has blanks under their names. Now, their points, I do believe, are in my point, my overall point total, but yep. I can't not – it doesn't show a number underneath them, which is just – come on. I, I mean, it, it really is embarrassing, Yeah, the fact that it's so poor. It's With really all poor. the money – that's floating around the Premier League and the Fantasy Premier League as a subsidiary. You can't find some money to upgrade your computer system. Unbelievable. Almost as poor as Ollie Watkins, negative one so far for game week 35. Do you care that he dove? Sure. I feel like it's not something we've He's ever... He's a diver. I feel like it, it, we haven't talked about that with him at any point. No. I don't think... He doesn't seem like the type. That's why I just But it like was it. one of those plays that it had to be one way or the other, right? It had to either be a foul on Dean Henderson. I don't remember if it was in the box. Was it, was it in the box? It had to be a foul on Dean Henderson, or it had to be simulation by Ollie Watkins. And when you make that call, the referee decided to go completely in that direction. It, I have no issue with that. I mean, again, I, I would much rather be a league that doesn't reward simulation, and too often it seems like the league does. But in this case, no. I, I cannot complain when the referee actually goes in the direction of giving a yellow card for simulation. Even I don't though have it's a, a problem. Yellow. This is going to sound. This is going to be very hypocritical. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Keep saying it. I don't want someone to get ejected from a game on simulation. 
That is so I am ridiculous. okay with it happening for the first yellow, but I don't think that it should get be a second yellow. Call me crazy. That's yeah. just my opinion. Call you crazy. I, I mean, I, I let's let's talk. I mean, I'd love to see. This is not a hockey podcast. I'd love to see a, a penalty box instead of a sending off. Just in general, two minutes. ten minutes off the pitch, yeah, five, five minutes, minutes off, off the yeah. pitch, whatever it is. You know, you can have different levels of penalty, like in hockey. No, we've talked. That's interesting. We've talked about that before, and I and I do like that. Why not? That would actually be fascinating. That would actually be fascinating. Yeah. If there was a, a penalty box like hockey, this is not a NHL National Hockey League podcast, but if there was one right next to the benches, so like your coach is already pissed at you, and you got to walk right back and sit next to him in oh, a chair. Next to the fourth official mm. between the benches. Yes. Right next to the yes. fourth official. Yes. Right in yes. between the two managers. He needs to have something and to do. And you got to sit there with a timer in front of you, <laughs> and you can bolt back on the pitch. Right, like right when it—that would be so amazing. It's the, it has the potential to have those like hockey breakaways too, where the guy, the fresh out of the box, gets to the you know ends up. Got to be on your toes, catching, well, catching a long pass. Still have to be onside. Yeah, it's as long true. as you're onside. Yeah. All right, moving on with my top ten list. Number seven. Brian, it's going to be your favorite thing I know. West Ham Everton has one goal. Oh man, I was hoping who scored it. I was hoping you were going to say something about Sheffield United, but but uh, the one goal was scored by not Richarlison. I know Dominic Calvert. I know, Calvert I know. I, strikes again. I know it's crazy. He's all of a sudden he's finding he's finding form again. So I mean, Ancelotti wants him to score twenty goals for the season. I know. Is he close? Does he have a chance? Is that too crazy to ask? He's got to be decently close. If only there was yeah. a way. No, I look. There's nothing. There's nothing that you like more than a guy who gets one good chance a game. He's on and, sixteen. And gets it. He's on sixteen, time. and his next three matches at Villa, home Sheffield, home Wolves, finishes at City. There you have the title wrapped up. Why couldn't he score on City? He absolutely could. Zach Steffen will be in there playing matches as Ederson is resting for the Champions League final. Yeah, maybe. So, why not? Why not? Number six. Has to do with Arsenal, Dave, but not the fact that they won their match. It's what happened after the match when Mikel Arteta made some big statements about insisting on some major changes needed for his squad during the summer. Kind of bold, Considering what we've seen at Arsenal for the last month, but also for the last few years. It's not years. bold. You wonder why it's not bold, Scott? Why? Because he had already lost everything on the season. He lost a spot in European football. He lost well, the, the Europa, Europa final. You think they're out of Europe? Like, yeah, you don't, don't think, you don't think they're going to get six. seven? Maybe mathematically they could. but Six? That'd be, it's a, it, my guess is no, they, they won't. Yeah. And, and so, in my opinion, it's not a bold move. I'm okay with it. I like saying it because, honestly, he knows that what he has isn't good enough. So what are we going to do? We'll start making some changes. Can I go back to my point I made earlier about City, and, yes. City having two squads? I promise that's For sure. Which okay, okay, go ahead, yeah. So City showed that you need two squads and what it looks like when you have two good squads. Obviously, no one has the money that City does. Arsenal arguably has two squads as well. They did. They, to Arteta's credit, they did – Coming down the stretch, did pretty much play two squads. Not as good as cities, of course. It's not. It's completely ninth not. in the league, Europa League semifinal. But semi-finals. you can see Pep's influence on it. That's true, right? That's true, and maybe that's what Arteta has in mind. You know, I was thinking through this actually too. Tuchel's doing what he's doing because Chelsea's pretty close with their two squads. Chelsea 
you're right, can just about throw out two squads. Absolutely. United United showed today and, and they can't do it. With Leicester that they they're don't not have there. It. I yep. mean, when you got to play Juan Mata still. Yeah, they're things, not there. They're not there. They're not and there. Brandon Williams. It was Juan Liverpool Mata. Liverpool showed how you like with injuries if they go too deep Liverpool obviously their second squad Liverpool, is decimated. Even all year was not set up to do it. If Shakiri and Oxley Chamberlain is your best yep. guys coming in. It's true. Injuries you know, just made it worse. For sure. I mean, sure. Cato's good and and Thiago but that, those are – Tiago would start – if everyone is healthy, it would be Fabinho, Tiago, and Henderson in the midfield, correct? Yeah, I mean, probably. that's probably, probably right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's decent guys, but you don't have an 11. No. You, like, you can't replicate the 4-3-3 with the second squad because that front three doesn't have replacements. For sure. And then there was Spurs. They're, not, they're nowhere near either. No, they're not. No way. And that's why they're struggling the way that they are. Probably. So, anyway, I was just thinking about that. It's interesting. Arteta – that is one thing though that Arteta did commit to. He played a lot of young kids. I've always wondered why managers don't do that more. Like you, you know, for City, to their credit, the thing that they didn't struggle with was chemistry. Right? It didn't no. matter how they mixed and matched; they got the results. It's true. Chemistry always seems to be the problem. Honestly, with rotation. That's, that's probably Pep's best. That's City's best attribute. 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 This year is you're right, Scott. It's the mix and match. It didn't matter who they put out there. Yep. Yep. They, they, everyone had form because chemistry <laughs> right? always seems to be such a big deal. I've always wondered why managers don't go to just two full squads more. Arteta tried it; he went as far as he could with it. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. The Premier League clubs have the money out of any club in the world to try to get to two squads, and they kind of need to with how many matches they, is they, asked of yeah. them. No, they do. They prep- and so it's interesting to see if this is where the future is, where you have a A team and a B team. And you roll them out weekend, midweek. Both being very strong. Both being very strong. Mm-hmm. All right, we're in the top half of my top ten list. You ready? Let's go. Yeah. Number five, I've decided I really like a good triple game week. Do you know why, Dave? Why? Because when you have a triple game week, it Your guarantees that the double game week is going to matter. That's exactly right. Uh, so I'm sitting on a Bruno captain with Mason Greenwood. As I'm, I'm sitting on a Bruno captain as well. Next, to, Mason Greenwood next to him in, in the midfield. Not so sure Mason Greenwood's going to play much against Liverpool since he play, he started and scored today against Leicester. But I feel really good about Bruno getting a couple bonus points as a, as a captain off my bench today. Probably going to start against Liverpool. Who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, bonus points off the bench today? Not bonus. Like, no, I'm not, sorry. A he point. didn't get bonus points, but just the fact that he came in and the played, played. Yeah. meant extra points. And he's going to get a, probably a second start for the week on top of I that. I do agree he'll start next game. Triple game weeks mean that the double game <laughs> weeks actually matter. I can get behind a good triple game week, Dave yeah. Smith. I was disappointed. And we talked about this, Brian, last week. Dean Henderson did yeah. not play against yeah. Leicester, not to injury, but De Gea, yeah. De Gea got a match, which we kind of referenced last week. And I was, I was rolling with Dean Henderson and Mendy. Uh, I did get Mendy's. Penalty save against Aguero. Yeah, that's... we'll get to that next. Oh, okay. can I? Do you want me to go straight yeah, to City? Sure, you got sure. more you want to say about United first, Brian? No, I captained Mason Greenwood, so I'm really happy I about know, it. So, did, and so did my brother. It's annoying. I should have triple captained him this week instead of using a bench boost, which was the worst bench boost. It's worse than the one that that the Premier League shared. Uh, it's terrible. So yeah, it's it's disappointing that it's just a regular C and not a little white C on there, but. No, I think Mason Greenwood's going to play. I mean, I was happy that he got subbed off early. I don't see why he wouldn't start again uh, against Liverpool. Wow. But well, that'd be that'd be great. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping yeah. to hit 100 in this game week. I think uh, a lot of people probably are. Uh, as we're sitting here 
The average score with three matches still to play is 52. Dave, what's your score for the I'm game? I'm sitting on so 74. Far? I'm sitting on 73. Okay. It's it's possible Ryan, with your you, captain still where, to play. You know where you are? I mean, if only there's a way. I have an 81, uh, but sure. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. It's That's the Greenwood captain. Yeah, yeah it's true. I'm giving you a boost there, which is good. Good for you, dummy. Yeah. Um, we have I, a guy. Honestly, it was youth that that swayed it when I was picking the captain. Between, like, Rashford and yeah. Greenwood or whatever. Just a, like Yeah, just assuming that Greenwood... Not only not, not only not only the inform guy, the stats guy, but also the youngest guy. That's yeah, uh, important for that. sure. Let me just insert here after my comment about hitting a hundred. We already have a guy in our FPL America podcast league who is or passed, gal could be a guy or gal. Well, this is definitely a guy. He's past one hundred already. Andrew, he's up into eleventh currently. He played his bench boost. He's at 107 for the game week. He had Mendy in goal. Mm-hmm. Bruno is his captain. Greenwood's in there. Salah's in there. Ianacho, DCL. His bench boost right now, uh, Mateus Pereira is 7. Nice. Luca Dini is 6. Nice. Stuart Dallas is 9. Nice. Wow. Good that's, for him. That's outstanding. What's funny is his starting defense is Matt Target's 1, Luke Shaw's 2, Rudiger's 2. <laughs> but, you know, when you play the bench boost, it doesn't matter. For sure. It all counts the same. He's already at 107. Good job. Good for him. Good job, Andrew. All right. Uh, back to my top 10 list. So, anyway, number 5 is I love a good triple game week. Yes. All right. Number 4. City are champions, but not because of their match against Chelsea. Obviously, if you're listening, you probably know that they lost that match to Chelsea. Partly because Sergio Aguero's failed Panenka penalty. The Panenka penalty is one of those situations where when you do it, you gotta make it, or you're the biggest dump (laughs) in the world in that moment. And that was Sergio Aguero. I know. And I was glad because he wasn't in my fantasy team and the goalkeeper was. So I was pretty pumped about that. <laughs> I mean, it should really have been the continuation of the Sergio Aguero farewell tour. But instead, it comes to a screeching halt. Not so good. This match had is not going to look anything like what the Champions League final looks like. You didn't have Mount. You didn't have Havertz. On, on the uh, city side, you didn't have KDB. Uh, there are others too. I, I don't even want to go through. And also, Pep Pep decided to be football like beautiful mindish here with this match. Uh, everyone was guessing at what his formation was. I think the final verdict was that his formation for this match was a five-one-three-one. Clearly, one of those napkin experiments that he felt like he had the luxury to be able to put out onto a real life pitch didn't work out so well here. No, it didn't. That's a. I'm not trying to Charles Barkley the end of wow, this, bro. but but no, no, it obviously didn't work. <laughs> I w- <laughs> Great. It seems like uh, with Chelsea now winning two in a row over you, this game uh, was maybe more important than you guys are giving credit, or or not. Brian, you didn't poo poo. Scott, I felt like you poo pooed the game a little bit. I I think first half was kind of boring. I just think until the very end of it that. Uh, you don't want to lose two to the same team going into a Champions League final. But this was clearly Pep being all Pep super experimental. All he, it doesn't matter. Nobody wanted to give away what their full squad was going to look like. Obviously, they're coming off of Champions League second leg semifinals, so there's some resting that's happening too. That Champions League final is going to look so different from these last two matches. And I think the fact that Chelsea have won the last two matches these two clubs have played, uh, I think that actually bodes well for City mentally. They're going to have a little bit more of an edge in that Champions League final. Maybe, but I think Chelsea's going to go into it knowing that they can beat them. 
True. Where is if City comes out and stomps on them, you're going to go back out the next time, and sure, you're going to be trying to not make mistakes or not do this or that. But I think you're there'll be doubts. There'll be doubts. doubts. Yeah, absolutely. When a team rolls you, there's going to be doubts. All right. Number three is Scott's stat of the day. You ready? Yes. It's the number zero. Is zero a number technically? Doesn't matter. It's zero. Zero's a number. I think. I like the way you say that. I think. Before you said I think, I like the way you said it. Zero's a number. Right. It's it's like. uh, You can't have 100 without two zeros. (laughs) Okay. Brian says okay. Yeah, that, Should I tell you what zero stands sense. for? No, we haven't. No, Scott, that's not how this segment All goes. Right, let me fill up my bourbon. Zero, Brian. Zero. I'm trying to think what matches we haven't talked about. Zero were the amount of shots that Rui Patricio had to save in his match. Who did they play? Well, they, they played Brighton. So I mean, Brighton scored, but maybe yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, no, obviously you're right, wrong. Zero. Zero is the amount of shots that Sheffield had on goal against Palace. Now, that's a guess. It that, very that's well a, could that's be. That's a decent guess. Right? Out of all the guesses I've ever guessed, that actually could have could be true. Zero is – you're wrong because zero is the number of points I've scored on my bench boost. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> no. No. Is that true? I'm really close to. Zero. Hey, by the way, <laughs> shots on target for Sheffield United zero against Crystal Palace. Yeah, Dallas. so you were you were <laughs> I was right. You were right about that. You but were, that's not my zero. Oh, that's not my zero. What, the what chances? Is, what is your what is your What's zero? What's your zero, Scott? Scott? Zero represents the number of home losses against the Big Six this season for Leeds United. Home Leeds. losses. They they love playing the Big Six at home. Yeah, didn't lose a single one of those matches. Did, did, not saying they won them all, but at, they definitely won this past weekend against Spurs 3-1. to one. That was a hilarious beatdown and well-deserved. Like, uh, what a hilarious end of your season. I'm telling you, I'm, if I was to not be an Arsenal fan, which is not going to happen, yeah. I would absolutely go to Leeds. I can understand that. I said this from the beginning of the year. You have a crush on them. I do. I you, have a. You are tempted to I, I would cheat, cheat on Arsenal. I am with tempted Leeds. to cheat. Can I, can I tell you? Can I tell you back when David Moyes was manager at Everton? Moist. <laughs> Moyes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Moving on. I. I had a little. I had a little crush on David Moyes' Everton when I was when when he okay. was there. Whoa, that's kind of blasphemous. I yeah, know. I know. I'm just letting. I'm letting your Leeds crush be okay, Dave. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make it okay. You have a Leeds crush. Anyway, go ahead. I don't know what you're going to say. I don't think I have anything. I don't know that I want him to say anything else because he just ended. Sure. (laughs) What's your next one, Scott? Number two. Number two today, going back to Leicester and uh, and Manchester United. Wouldn't you know it, a massive rainstorm, at least it looked like it, hits during this match, right? Rain is pouring down on Old Trafford. And what does Old Trafford have, Dave? We talked about this last week. A sprinkler system. Well, they, they have leaks everywhere. They have a leaky roof. Oh, they yeah. got a leaky old roof because things are old at Old Trafford. And wouldn't uh-huh. you know? Yeah, because the Glazers don't spend any money on their own club. And so wouldn't you know it, there's a whole row of journalists when it rains, they get rained on. No way. Yes, and that happened today, number two. That is, listen, Ryan, you want to poo-poo the soccer gods. You can't tell me that there aren't soccer gods. I hate the soccer gods. You know this. <laughs> 
<laughs> I hope. I hope curse. some other. Are you Seamus cursing the soccer gods? Yeah, I want some other heroic <laughs> demigod to come in and smite the the soccer gods. The evil soccer gods. Yes. <laughs> I hope the entire pantheon goes straight to Hades. <laughs> well done to Hades. All right, number one on my top ten list. I'm going back to uh, Spurs and Leeds here, real quick. I'm going to say five words that I don't take any pleasure in saying. But I need to say them, and I need you to respond to them, Dave and Brian, okay? okay? I need you to respond to these five words because, seriously, I've got three game weeks left to turn around my squad. Tottenham Hotspur relegated next season. <laughs> wow. Hey, if Daniel Levy doesn't get his 11th manager selection right in 20 years or whatever it is, you, you never know. Kane is leaving. Good luck. <laughs> I love wow. it. Or see ya. On our Slack workspace, there was, uh, you, know, uh, you know, at hole, which uh, you got to be part of our Slack workspace to really Travis. enjoy the at hole. Freaking Lee uh, Travis. Yeah. He uh, he posted something about there's a rumor. I, I think it's a rumor. I haven't seen it published anywhere officially that Roberto Martinez is in the running. Hmm. That would not be good. If I'm Harry Kane, I'm gone in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Roberto well, Martinez is not. Who are you hanging around for if you're Harry Kane? I mean, and where are you going? Everton got Carlo Ancelotti. Where are you going? You going to Barcelona? You going to Madrid? Because those are great lands. They should spots. get that new PSG manager. What's his name? Uh, what's that guy that was uh, well, okay. PSG? Uh, that guy. Uh, that would make oh, a lot the, of sense. The guy who you love. That actually would make. Maybe some they sense. should get that guy. How many words PSG, can Harry Kane speak? PSG in coming to get Harris is interesting. Let's not get into transfer rumors yet. All right. But can I give you my five words? Number oh yeah, your five words. Yes, this was number. Right. This is number one on the list. It is. I need to. I need to ask this. Harry Kane, stud or dud? Dave. For the rest of the season, fantasy. Last week we talked about this, and we were like, "Oh yeah, everybody's holding on Kane," and I'm holding on Harry Kane. Harry Kane scored another two points in this last game week. For the last three game weeks, Harry Kane. Are we still saying stud? Well, Are we still he, he insisting did, he didn't that we play keep any him? minutes against Southampton? So the last two match weeks against Sheffield and Leeds, tasty matchups. He's gotten nothing. He's gotten nothing. Not just nothing. A guy who had been one of the shot leaders uh, in his big run, which he usually does. That was the best that Kane always is, is when he's shooting a ton. In the last two weeks, four shots. So, that's not good. No, there's no one in that Spurs midfield right now that's giving Kane any kind of service. It's all about creating your own chances, which Gareth Bale is doing to perfection. But that is yeah. not helping Harry Kane be set up for success. No, and and he's not. In, it's it's weirdly like it was at his his big drop off. Uh, a, like a season ago. All right. So, so when they're, when they're, yeah, I do have Harry Kane. I think the, I think the prevailing wisdom of FPL punditry out there was essential for their season run in because right. of their matchups, because it's Harry Kane, because he was in form. The last two matches, he's going back to that old, uh, outside the box guy, facilitator, uh, you know, but, but it's not like he's, it's not like he's super creative either. So all of the other things that were really helping him, 
Like he's created four chances in the last two weeks. That's not good either. He's barely in the box. He's like the 11th overall forward for touches in the opposition box. That is like the worst that Harry Kane, this is the worst that he's been in many, many weeks. I have a question for both of you. Don't laugh at this. This is real. For the rest of the season, Christian Benteke or Harry Kane? I don't know. I, I'm glad you said Benteke because he looked, he's looked awesome. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, something's weird. Okay, for, again, for the rest of the season, Mikel Antonio or Harry Kane? Well, the guys, I mean, all of the, the guys that are, it's Chris Wood, it's... it's and I, Chris Wood's a give me. Right, it's I Chris mean, Wood, a, it's Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who's, you know, who uh, who's forced himself back on the radar now for two weeks. It's, uh, I think you could probably, I guess you can think of Patrick Bamford again if you've bailed on him like I did this week in favor of Ollie Watkins. Just <laughs> just smash my midsection in a door, <laughs> if you could, please. <laughs> no, but Patrick Bamford, I mean, Rafinha played this week. Ooh. You see the de- – oh, to go back to the – Rafinha or Bale? Well, I was going to say right, – like, Well, no, like to the to the point we had last week and then you know, just to, and to number two, uh, you know, to Spurs – where are Spurs? Leeds had Calvin Phillips back. Rafinha plays and comes in and gets an assist and in Leeds that game. Wins. And Leeds crushes. So, like, it's just an amazing thing to see those guys come in and just and do that for Leeds, and to see how dumb Spurs are. Like, just to be that flat and bad and like ineffective. I think Jose was pouring a little tequila in the. I don't know. But I, he, Glass and drinking, he, sipping a little he's, bit. He's, he's a red wine guy. He's a red or wine a guy, champagne right? guy. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. Oh, Josie's a red wine guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's all of the. It's not just the form guys. That's the thing. It's it's guys who are it's form and fixtures for all of the all of the names that you're that you're saying. Is Crystal Palace that good? I feel like Crystal Palace is. They can't be that good. No, they didn't do anything with this uh, double game week that they had. Only I mean, only Eze. And yeah. Benteke. Yes, exactly right. And if you had any of the defenders, Tyrick Mitchell was a strong. Was a, that's a consideration that I feel like I should have. Uh, I should have taken Tyrick advantage Mitchell, of that. Mitchell, depending on the schedule, will probably be in my game week one lineup next season. He Just signed a long term deal at Crystal Palace. Yeah, he's uh, he is most of this season has displaced Patrick Van Onholt. He's not no, going to be no higher than f- he's not going to be higher than four point five to start the new season. No, Van Onholt is going to be gone. It's Tyrick Mitchell's it's Tyrick yep. Mitchell's job, and it's and it's Ferguson Nathan Ferguson on the other Nathaniel Ferguson. No, what's his name? It is Ferguson. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, I think it's Nathan. It's the other yeah, it's the yeah. the other side is locked up too. Yeah, so. Like new I manager think, and half the squad is leaving. Nathan and honestly, Ferguson. we talked yeah. about this. La- uh, was it last week or two? Klein. Two I think ago. I got thrown off by Nathaniel Klein. Either way, like they need to have some massive changes at the back, but they've got a core there that can do something up front. Eze obviously leading the way. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, it's just a. It's just a. Tyrick Mitchell's three point eight right this second. So he's wow. assuming he's going to play. The last three matches, I don't think he's a guy necessarily that you're throwing in your lineup. Maybe next week, but it's a guy who's useful and definitely a, an enabler here for the last three weeks. 
All right, I want to talk about that Tyreek Mitchell point that you made, but I want to use it to transition into Game Week 36. Is there anything else about Game Week 35, now that I've gotten through my list, you guys want to mention before we go to Game Week 36? Did you did you make a decision about what to do with Harry Kane? I know what I'm going to do with Harry Kane, but it's not because of Harry Kane. It's because of my lineup for Game Week 36. Oh, okay. Well, no, yeah, I mean, this week is a, it's an easy decision with what to do with Harry Kane. Would you like to hear what, about my Game Week 36 lineup? Yeah. You want to go to there now? Sure. All right. So for Game Week 36, it's a, it's a shortened Game Week again. There are eight matches instead of the usual ten for Game Week 36. And I'm looking at a lineup, for me, without Manchester United players, which I've got three. Chelsea players currently have one. Leicester players currently have one. There's some key guys in my lineup who are not going to be playing in Game Week 36. I've got five blanks right now in my Uh, 15-man squad. And so I'm looking at having to take some extra transfers just to put a starting 11 out there. Now, here's the good news. Uh, Not counting my backup goalkeeper because, obviously, I'm only going to play one. I don't have any chips left on the season. I have currently two, five, seven. I've got eight guys in my starting lineup with a matchup. And I think all eight are going to play. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to decide, is it worth it to take a negative eight? Because I only have one free transfer for the game week. Is it worth it to take a negative eight to replace three guys total with three total transfers when those three guys are guaranteed to get zeros? I'm probably going to take my chances and do that. That's where I go back to Tyrick Mitchell. I might go ahead, you know, Palace have a matchup with Crystal, uh, with uh, Aston Villa. Yep. And uh, I'll, I might take the chance just for money purposes to bring in Tyreek Mitchell as one of my three transfers because, listen to this, Dave, all three of my transfers are going to be in defense. That's interesting. Mm. So I, I do love that point because anyone looking at it was like, oh, my gosh, a negative eight taking two hits, negative eight. But look at it like this. If those three guys coming in, Scott, if they just score nine points, that's more than you would have got. Exactly. Right. It's more than when a it's, zero. When it's, it's going, going up a against one, a zero, it's going to be against a zero. So yep. Yep. If, if those three guys can score more than nine points, then or nine points or more, total, then you're fine. Total. For me, I'm going to free hit this week, and I'm going to load up all the juicy matchups because I would have to, again, I would have to add three players just to get a starting lineup, and I'm not doing it. So because I, I, sure. I got a good, I like my squad. Yeah. Like, like my peeps. So, yeah, I'm free-hitting. I don't like my squad, uh, and I'd probably make other moves. Like, Jesse Lingard would be out. Mm-hmm. I know he's playing at Brighton, but he would be out at this point if if all things were optimal, which they're clearly not for me. Uh, but, you know, at this point, he's going to have to stay, and I'm going to have to hope that this matchup, he, 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 there's, a, there's a mini renaissance with Jesse Lingard in my midfield. Who's Sheffield playing this week? How many? I'm going to get three guys playing <laughs> Sheffield. They're playing Whoever. at Everton. At Everton, so you DCL, want DCL, Richarlison, and Dina, and Dina for mm-hmm. sure this week. Like, right? Is there, there better go. ones, or is that as bad as good as I could do there? No, I mean you could take a shot on, you could take a shot on Seamus Coleman. You could take a shot on Gilfie in the midfield. But if I'm looking for my best locks, in other words, like there might be other people out there free hitting this week. Like, let's let's yeah, talk everyone, about the best I think, locks. I think everyone possible. is everyone is going to Calvert Lewin. So having, I think having Richarlison is still, I mean, that still is a differential. I think especially in a game week where anyone with a free hit is probably 
is probably using it. There's just too many holes to fill. It so, didn't work out when Liverpool hosted West Brom. They're going to West Brom this game week as well. So maybe there's some Liverpool mojo that returns based on that matchup. For sure. So Liverpool guys will be in my squad. For sure. Because I want three guys from Liverpool this week. Yep. I want three guys from Everton this week. And then who else uh, Who else is down, down there in the table? I don't love, you know, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, Southampton. Southampton's playing like garbage. Although they won, didn't they? They won. Yeah, they, they won, won today. today. Yeah, yeah. They, they did. Ings got hurt again. It should have been. It was a. It was kind of of a reversal, a bit of the Manchester City, uh, or a, a mirror of the Manchester City Chelsea match. Uh, Crystal Palace should have been up two one, heading into the break, and instead uh, went in in a one one draw. And they end up crumbling in the second half. Mm, brutal. Dumb. Brutal. I will say, so I, t- I mentioned uh, that I'm looking at a negative eight. I'm making all my moves in the defense. That's so I can get a good uh, actual starting lineup played that hopefully will play. Uh, you know, one through 11, all of them will at least get some points. The three defenders I'm going to send out, Joel Veltman, mm-hmm. looks like he's not yep. going to play. Yeah, probably so not. I need to send him out. If he was going to play, I wouldn't have to do three three transfers. I could do two. But with him not playing, it looks like I'm going to have to do three transfers. I love that he didn't play, by the way, because there was no indication ahead of time that he wouldn't. <laughs> and so yeah. he was one of the of people course. I thought, well, I'm going to keep him. I'll hang on to him. Christensen at Chelsea. Dave, it's been a rocky road with Christensen. Obviously, he goes off early with Man, an injury against City. I mean, you can't predict You can't injuries. predict that. Uh, the fact that he was playing tells me I was right. I get that. I, mean, right? I get I mean, that. But that injured. coupled with Chelsea's remaining schedule, I'm going to go ahead and just get off the roller coaster. For sure. And send him out. And then I'm going to send out Luke Shaw as well. Yeah, I understand that move. And uh, and that gives me a chance. So, I mean, obviously I've got three defenders now to replace. If I go with Tyrek Mitchell, I could get two decent defenders in. And I'm already maxed out on Liverpool players, so I'm not going to make any changes there or bring in a li- another Liverpool defender besides TAA, who I already have. I'm sincerely looking at Tyrek Mitchell for money purposes, coupled with a, a West Ham defender like a Soufal. They're at Brighton. I like Soufal. And then try to guess on a City defender Soufal that I can afford. Soufal should have scored yeah, this past week. For sure. And then maybe trying to guess on a City defender who's going to play at Newcastle. And maybe and, and you know obviously someone who I can also afford. So someone who I can okay. afford and play okay, and my play Urzinchenko maybe something like that. Like that might be my move, and I hope I get nine points out of the combination of those three guys. Maybe. You have Stuart Dallas. I don't. He is definitely in form. So that's the other. That would be the other team. I, I mean, I feel like Leeds, the way they're playing defensively, have- and the fact that they're playing a Burnley team that is seems more interested in scoring than they are in. Defending. defending necessarily. That's a good it call. It could be a 4-5 so match. Leeds is a... I mean, it could be a click, Stewart-Dallas. It, it's, it's a Rafinha, Stewart-Dallas, Bamford trifecta. Yeah. Right? If you, like I did, if you threw away all of your Leeds people because of either injury or because what looked like uh, them deciding to uh, pack things in a few weeks ago and you regret all of it, uh, you can go back to them now. So um, I'm doing the math especially right. Especially since the last three matches, not only Burnley, but then Southampton and West yeah, Brom. Yeah, Leeds, Leeds are like dominating the top transfers in yeah, right I'm sure. now. Uh, so if I do Tyrick Mitchell, Stuart Dallas, that gives me 5.5 for my third defender transfer, which allows me to do a Zinchenko or an Ake. 
if I wanted to. Hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. And part of me would prefer to do Zinchenko over Ake. That seems like the right move to make. Stuart Dallas, Zinchenko, and Tyrek Mitchell, hoping that those guys give me at least nine points to overcome the negative eight. Stuart Dallas might give it to you himself. That that seems likely to me. I'm tempted to hit say like to I'm Although, tempted to hit make transfers as we're recording this. You're you would I think given Chris Wood's form, which is unstoppable, he's like the, but you don't he, own. You've never owned Stuart Dallas all season long, and I've had him for a majority of the season until now. You know the stretch run. You've never had him for defense, right? But you, I think there is the hope that they don't concede a goal. We need. Them. No, You're counting Leeds. on him. You're counting on him getting no. an attacking return. It's Dave's Leeds United, man. You you count on goals scored by both sides. Sure, I just you just at that point, it's the you just hope that Stuart Dallas is involved in it because. It's it's it could go to another one like he had. It's it's alternating weeks here, Dave. It's your favorite pattern: seventeen, one, six, one, nine. You know love what the, you know what the next I, number I in that pattern is. So the way much. it's going. Can I just say that with my planned moves here and these doing the three defender transfers like I'm talking about doing is is partly to get myself a full starting eleven this game week, but it's also because. I think that sets my squad up a little bit better after that for the following two game weeks to, to end the season. But that does mean that in game week 36, I'll be playing the ever-popular FPL formation of 5-3-2 mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. fantasy lineup. Nothing better any week than having to play five defenders. Brian, what are you planning to do with your lineup? I think I am also free-hitting okay. um, since I still have it, and I'm going to have to figure out either to use like when to use that and a triple captain. I, I'm still I'm looking at it now and thinking, it was a triple week. Why didn't I just throw the triple captain on Mason Greenwood and know, save man. my bench boost? That's yeah, okay. it's a free hit. I think the the free hit team, the, like what I was looking at, is probably what everyone else is looking at. You know, I think you know Dallas. I don't think it's crazy if you needed uh, if you wanted to go to one of the other defenders to save some money. Uh, you know, Strouk Strouk is the <laughs> obvious, uh, really cheap guy. I don't think Alioski is a crazy choice. I don't think he was even a few weeks ago. Um, he's now, si- now you're really banking on a Leeds clean. Similarly shooter. attacking to Stuart Dallas, just didn't doesn't didn't get the goal to go along with it. No, Rafinha, uh, any of the you know any of the attacking players, I think would be great. Dave said Everton. It's it's the obvious teams with the green matchups against teams that you know are either relegated or floundering, but. But all of those teams that you're excited about are away. Yeah. And I know that that's meant less this season than in any other season. But it's mm-hmm. still a thing. Would you rather have Richarlison or Chris Wood? Chris Wood. Yeah, I guess. Probably Chris Wood. Richarlison or Bamford this week? That's a tricky one since, like Scott said, Everton is the only one at home and they play Sheffield. I would I would do Richarlison over uh, Bamford. Just, I, just I just don't know how many people are. I I mean I feel like he's one of those guys that because Calvert Lewin is such a popular choice. I just don't know how many people are gonna either have the money or the desire to go to him. Scott, other than Salah, who's the other midfielder, Liverpool midfielder, I should go with? I mean. <sighs> Jota's stats continue to be fine. Mane obviously gets the goal else here. But I probably, if I was starting from scratch like you are with three the Three Liverpool hit, players. Salah, Robertson, and TAA. 
I don't know that I'd spend all that money on Liverpool, to be honest with you. Pereira can sneak a goal in on anybody. He he showed that this past game week against Arsenal. Uh, if, if I was going to do it, I probably would do a Nat Phillips for money purposes. But I don't need to because I'm going to be selling Kane. There's a dump and Bruno's gone. There is Harry money. Kane is I not in your money. free hit squad. Correct. Bruno is not in your – well, of yeah, course he's, he's not, not in playing, your free hit squad. Right? Yeah. But so Kane I is got, playing. Yeah, but like – Calvert Lewin, Richarlison, and Wood. So, so I want you to say this out loud. Harry Kane, stud or dud? For my free hit week, dud. Okay. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to hear you say that. I, I just, I don't like, Brian, I don't love Spurs mojo, right? There is no mojo. I yeah, they don't like well, that's the it, thing. It's not their Ma- Ryan Mason party. Well, that's the thing, though. They haven't, they didn't, their mojo was bad whenever they were doing really good a few weeks ago. I mean, I, I don't feel like. Plus, Delhi came in looking like not Delhi. He looked like Delhi's brother. His hairstyle was way different. Sure, I liked his hair. No, I I'm not knocking it. I didn't recognize him. I'm like, who the crap? Who is that? The, the, I don't know who that is. The one thing about because they're playing Wolves, not just a shaky Wolves defensive team, but a, a game that has tended, you know, until until the reverse fixture, that tended to be a bit of a goal scoring. Festival, a fest, if, a goal a fest, fest, a fest, a goal fest, if you will. Um, no, I just that there there have tended to be a lot of goals in Spurs versus Wolves in the last couple years. So, of course, Kane is at the center of a lot of that. So it might be a sunny. I might be letting Bale go and bring it. Sun's coming off a ten, twelve, and a seven. Why not Hyunming Sun? Sun's in the lineup for sure. Yeah, Sun is the number one midfield transfer choice for people, right? I think, or he was anyway. I'm bringing in Sterling. I think Sterling's going to start. This is that fair? Now, see now you are getting into you're, these are these are Ster- these Sterling's, are the kind of bold moves that change that change positions. <laughs> Sterling's at Newcastle. Raheem Sterling. Yeah, I don't know the the thing with City that I feel like City is just such a they're just it's so nerve wracking. Mm, it does make me because nervous. of who you know. I don't know. I just, I'm going to have guys I, on my bench that can play on this free hit, so it's whatever. Like I'm, everyone's going to play. If Sterling, I feel like it's a big gamble. If he doesn't play at all, then then I'll fine. have Rafinha coming in off the bench. Rafinha's already in the lineup. Oh, okay. Lineup. Yeah, I. I mean, sure, go for it. Well, Dave, there's no question, and Brian, I'd love it if you would do this too. It'd be great to have your lineups on uh, Instagram before I'll the try. game week. Lineup locks for sure. Uh, uh, obviously, you guys are mixing and matching players now as we're recording. But let us know what your free hit lineups are. I'll let you know what my lineup is. Again, I'm doing the very rare de- triple defender transfer uh, to put a starting eleven out there. But hopefully, uh, it, I can make it lucrative. I feel pretty good about it. I'm surprised you didn't try to say something about Sergio Aguero. Did the did the blown Panenka? Did that throw you off of Aguero? Do you feel like that's going to bring some no, sort of pep discipline? Here's the question. Exactly. That's the that's the question, Brian. Did the farewell I, tour come to an end in Pep's mind because of what Aguero is, did? Is Aguero going to have a mystery injury that all of a sudden he's not fit enough to no, play? No, I think he'll play. I just don't like anything that they got going on. I just don't. I just don't. Okay. And, uh... That's all I, I got. I mean, I think the I think the biggest concern with them, well, not only it's it's back to that that they play on Friday, which is always the I mean, isn't that the most annoying part of it? Yeah. 
because then you it, you get to learn right away if you're an idiot. Does anybody ever do well on a Friday or a Monday? Not Danny really. Ings? I guess. No, well, I don't that, know. Today's Tuesday. Hey, can, real quick, as we're winding this thing down and, and people are probably already tuned out, you want to hear the most shocking thing in fantasy that I could probably tell you right now that when I tell you this, you'll be like, that's insanity. One of Scott's favorite players, Ryan, mm-hmm. has the initials JWP. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That player is one point on the season behind Raheem Sterling. One point on the season behind Sadio Mane. He is ahead of Gundogan in fantasy points on the season. He is ranked sixth overall in fantasy he, midfielder points, James Ward-Prowse. He's had that a, is the most shocking fantasy thing I've seen in a stinking long time. He's had a really good season. Scott, you are the biggest James Ward. I hate James Ward-Prowse. You own one of those T-shirts. What say you about that? He scored more points than Mason Mount, Pereira, Gundawan, Mares, Socek, Grealish, De Bruyne, Harvey Barnes, all these guys we've talked about all year. And you know who's ahead of all of them? Freaking James Ward-Prowse. Half those guys are hurt and have been for a good stretch of the season. KD, uh, uh, KDB, we're going to talk about him in our end-of-season review because he's such an interesting case study in uh, what Manchester City does to uh, FPL. But uh, no, it doesn't matter. I'm going to win my JWP bet with you. We'll talk about that at the end of the season as well. Uh, you know what? If you want him, you can have him. The pro- Here's the problem with JWP. Nobody How goes could to you him. possibly be winning whatever bet I made on him Oh, at this you'll point. see. You'll see. Uh, <laughs> we, had a, we had a bet about if whether or not he would have as great a four-game-week stretch oh. as he did at his height, and he hasn't come close. Yeah. Because that's the problem with JWP. He does one good stretch every season, and then maybe he'll have a goal here or there. And the problem is people react to the one good match JWP will have in a six-game week stretch and go to him, and then he gives you nothing after that. It's too late. If you want to bring in JWP and have him in your def- in your midfield all season long, that's fine. That's the only way you're going to get all of JWP's points. So you can... You can take your overall score for JWP and stick it up your as far as I'm concerned because that's as far as it needs to go for this podcast. These are the four midfielders that have scored significantly more points than James Ward-Prowse on the season, and this is it. Rashford, Salah, Son, and Fernandez. That's it. That's it. So, And I've had three of those four and you know for what? a good chunk stats of the season. Stats are stats, Scott. Numbers are numbers. I dare you. And one you. of your favorite things to say is, if you keep him all year, yeah. you're going to get all the points. Nobody goes to JWP until he scores a 17 in a game week. And guess what? By that point, that's like 15% of his points for the season. Maybe he's perfect for your Milivojevic rule. He's not perfect for the Milivojevic rule. He might be. I will admit, every time he takes a free kick or a corner kick. It's really close. It's amazing. <laughs> But listen, in FPL, your spots in your lineup are very, very limited. Hey, I'm not going to eat one up with JWP. They do play Fulham and Leeds in the next two weeks. They do. They yeah. do play Fulham and Leeds, and Leeds is all about having fun games. Oh, I can't wait uh, Calvin Real Phillips. quickly, I want to bring this Man up. marks him for 95 <laughs> I think I'm going to – I think I might try this out. Scott, we're there. We made it to the end. 
I hope this was helpful. I think with three game weeks left, obviously two of them are going to happen in the next week. Uh, th- there's a lot to discuss, but this is it. This is the stretch run. If you're still playing, you're doing better than 52% of the squads that are in FPL. It's true. A lot of 52% people of the squads are the dead squads. A lot of people have lost the faith. Uh, and so if you're still fighting, that means you have survived the grind, and sometimes that's better than, well, it's definitely better than nothing. But it's also uh, a, a big step ahead of a lot of people. And so, kudos to you. And hey, thanks for listening to us here as we get to the end of the season. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>